Hey, good morning. My name is Chris Atkinson. I am the pastor of Pinewoods Chapel, and you are tuning into Coffee with Chris. So hopefully uh, this morning, as you've been getting going in your day, you've had some opportunities to uh, grab a coffee and sit down. And we're spending time in the month of January on Tuesdays talking specifically about the Antichrist and uh, how the Bible actually uh, describes the Antichrist and what we see in the scriptures concerning the Antichrist. Now, for some of you, as you are listening and hearing this, you might be going, ah, uh, the Antichrist, what is the Antichrist? Well, today we're going to unpack uh, just sort of a general understanding of the spirit of the Antichrist and what we see in scripture. And again, all of the things that we're going to be looking at over the coming weeks will be all found in Scripture. So there's a lot of upheaval around our world right now. There's so many different things that are being talked about. Uh, if you've been following the news, and it doesn't really matter if it's Canadian, American, British, Australian, uh, you know, any, any of the Western countries, you'll have heard about the Great Reset. You'll have also heard about all of the economic uh, depression or recession that is being threatened because of the COVID uh, environment that we're in that's happening all around the world. And all of these things are bringing about the perfect environment uh, for us to see a possible antichrist to come out of all of this. And so, so I just thought it would be great if we could talk about some of these things and, and and see what the Bible actually says so that we don't have to be people of fear, that we can actually know the truth and uh, see what the Bible tells us about these things. Because the scriptures actually do tell us about all of this stuff uh, before it happens. And that's part of the reason why we know that the scriptures are the truth and that God is true and his word is true. So today what I want to do is I want to take some time and uh, just unpack for us this word antichrist what it really means uh, what are some of the signs and what is the spirit of the antichrist that we see in the letter that john writes to the church um, and if you've got your bible with you uh, that would be great if you want to follow along uh, maybe if you're listening and you want to type in the scripture verses that i mentioned that that would be good too so if you have a question at any time and you're watching just type it in and uh, we'll uh, either answer it when it, in follow-up sessions or we'll answer it right directly uh, when you watch. So let me, let me read a passage of scripture uh, in 1 John. And in 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 to 20. And so John is one of the disciples of Jesus. He's an apostle. And he writes this letter to the church, writes a number of letters to the church, actually. And in one of two of his letters, he talks very in-depth about the spirit of the Antichrist and the Antichrist and how to recognize the Antichrist. And then there are a whole pile of uh, other writings. Paul writes some things about uh, the lawless one, which is also another word to describe the Antichrist. We see John in the book of Revelation talking about the beast, and that is also the Antichrist. And we see prophecy in the Old Testament, uh, in Daniel and some other places that speak to uh, this whole P 
picture of the Antichrist. And so uh, as we unpack things today, I'm not going to be going into all of these different places. We're just going to focus in on the letters of First and Second John uh, today. And then over the coming weeks, we'll kind of unpack all of these things. We'll see what the Bible actually prophesies about this. We'll see how it sort of plays out, you know, in the context of our history. And then we'll also look at uh, some of the historical people that uh, individuals and society, the world, the, the Christian church has looked to as, as this figure of the Antichrist. So we're going to cover a lot of material over a, a period of time, um, but they're going to be in like bite-sized chunks as we, as we go forward each week. So, uh, so if you miss a week, you can you know, watch the video and catch up again and, and just follow along as, as we go through this. So where I want to start today is just talking about the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist, what sort of this general description looks like. And this is, these are, this is my, my definition, what I sort of uh, gleaned from reading and from studying the scriptures and to sort of get a, a good picture of what the spirit of the Antichrist is. And so the spirit of the Antichrist, so there's one ultimate antichrist uh, that we see in scripture that is revealed at the end of the age and that as Christ returns will destroy it says with the brightness of his coming but there are many many antichrists that have come along the way uh, all throughout history and uh, we're going to talk actually in the coming weeks about some of these historical people that the scriptures have actually appointed to as as uh, the antichrist but but also as the church has looked around and said hey that is an antichrist figure uh, so the spirit of the antichrist is an unseen ideology or way of thinking that has influence over an individual and that influence is ultimately rooted in rebellion against god as seen as in satan and so as this influence or, or this way of thinking or this unseen ideology filters into a person, uh, they begin to take on uh, this picture or this persona, actually persona is probably a great word, of the spirit of the Antichrist. So over in 1 John chapter 2 verses 18 to 22, let's Let's read what the Bible actually says about the Antichrist. So uh, let me uh, read this for you. It says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. I want to just stop there for a minute and, and recognize what John is saying here. John is saying that there have been many antichrists that have already come. But he's also referring to one ultimate antichrist that is yet to come. And uh, he uses this as he goes on. And he then says, therefore, we know that this is the last hour. We know from scriptures that Christ is returning. That's the promise that we have in Christianity, that Christ came to save the world and that he's returning again to judge the world and to make all things right and to usher in his kingdom and set up his kingdom where there will be 
rule and reign that is him alone. And in this process of this time that is taking place between his first coming and his second coming, there's all of these antichrists that have risen. Uh, verse 19 is also very key as he is talking. So he says, they went out from us. So he's making a very specific reference to they, the, these antichrist people, have gone out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they were not of us. And you see, what we need to understand about the Antichrist is that the Antichrist person or the Antichrist spirit of the Antichrist that is like a movement is anti-Christ. They're not going to stay with understanding and worshiping Jesus Christ. So what also is noticeable here as, as he's talking about this, he's actually saying that these people, they're familiar with religion. They're actually familiar with uh, worship and deities and all of the things that involve religion. And this is, this is important for us to realize, and we're going to talk about this in the coming sessions, because part of what uh, the Antichrist will do in the end is that the Antichrist will want the world to worship that person. And this idea that they're a part of a religious mindset is important for us to actually help recognize what uh, the Antichrist will look like as it you know, comes and shows itself in the world. So let's just continue reading here. So here we see that there's been many Antichrists that have come. We also see that there's still one that is coming that is, you know, the, the Antichrist. Um, but they also were in the midst of the people in the church, in the context of the church. And uh, verse 20, as John is writing here, he says, but you have been anointed by the Holy One and you have all knowledge. So he's saying, hey, you can see this stuff, okay? Verse 20 says, 21 says, I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lies of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. So here's another huge clue about the Antichrist and what the Antichrist actually looks like. Number one, we see here that this Antichrist will deny Jesus. That's why Antichrist, you know, it's going to deny who Jesus is, but, not, but also deny the Father. And they will also be a liar. And this is incredibly important for us to understand when it says, who is the liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. There is an incredible amount of deception in our world today. We actually have a hard time discerning and telling what is right and what is wrong. We've got fake news all over the place. We've got people making comments. We've got posts and on social media and all kinds of things. And lying is probably at an all-time high in our culture. And this is a, is a huge sign that the spirit of the Antichrist is greatly at work. 
And on top of that, the denial of who Jesus actually is, Jesus being the Son of God who came into this world to set the world free from the brokenness and the sin of this world is incredibly evident in everything around us. And so all of these things point to our world just being ripe for the spirit of the Antichrist to take a greater hold and for individuals to proclaim themselves as someone that is to be worshipped. And of course, they're going to break away from religion, create their own type of religion as, uh, as this time goes on. So let's continue uh, looking at some of these other scriptures because uh, we just don't want to look at one. We want to look at a whole bunch of them. Um, the spirit of the Antichrist is a demonically inspired opposition to the truth of Jesus. And these counterfeits that uh, have been showing up throughout history, and as, as John is writing here, he's referring to them, they oppose the true gospel of Jesus Christ and having denied Christ's person and therefore the work that Christ has done on the cross. And this is very important for us to understand because when we understand that it's a denial of who Jesus is and the work that he has done to set creation free, we start to realize that this is persuasive and incredibly blanketed over all of our culture. When we start to look at education, when we start to look at business, when we start to look at um, uh, you know, entertainment, culture, all of these things in the, in the West and in other places around the world that have other influences of other religions. And so this, this becomes this great big massive thing as we begin to really drill down and understand what the spirit of the Antichrist actually represents as seen in the world. So let's, let's continue on in John's letter because in John's letter, his first letter, uh, he introduces this, this subject of the Antichrist, but he continues it on uh, in, the rest of the, in the rest of this letter. And so over in 1 John chapter 4, he, he sort of starts to get a little practical with us about how we need to deal with the spirit of the Antichrist. And so he says this in John uh, so first John chapter four, verse one, he says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Now, I would just encourage you to even test the things that I say. I tell uh, our congregation here at Pinehurst Chapel that they should be testing the things that I am saying by going to God's word. And that's actually how you test these things. You always go into the scriptures, you go and drill down into the understanding that is laid out in the Bible and test them. And so a test is you kind of measure uh, what has been said to what the Word of God actually says. And we just need to do that for everything. And especially in this environment that we live in right now where there is so much deceit and so much lying that we are actually living in a way where we're testing everything. And I, and I think uh, for those of us that have not uh, grown up with uh, 
this social media world that we have today, we're at a little bit of a disadvantage because sometimes we just take things hook, line, and sinker. Uh, but those of us that are younger, those of us that have just have been born ever since the internet has been around, uh, we've had to learn uh, how to test things. And that's, this is a skill that's actually needed in the context of the church and especially with the Antichrist because we need to be testing um, these spirits as John calls it and I'm calling it this, this ideology or this influence that's over a person or a way of thinking that that has sort of captured organizations and, and captured uh, different sections of our, of our world uh, that move in a certain direction and cause us to think in a certain way. So as he's writing here, he says, see that they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, Jesus himself said to us over in uh, Matthew 24 in verses five and 11, let's just flip over there for a minute. Keep your finger in first John because we're going to come back uh, to first John. But over in Matthew, we see Jesus talking about what it's actually going to look like at the end of this world. And Jesus is, is telling uh, his people, his disciples, what they need to be watching out for. So in uh, Matthew 24, in verse uh, five, so the disciples are asking him about what are the signs of his return. And, and Jesus said to them, see that no one leads you astray. Well, he's warning us there that there's going to be many who are going to be trying to lead us astray. Verse 5 says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many away. And so if these are people that are coming forward saying, you know, I, I am to be worshipped. I am God. And when we look in history, we see that there's been a number of individuals since the time of Christ that have actually said that. And again, down in, in verse 11, it says, uh, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. And it also tells us in verse 10 in the same place, like this is all just really good stuff here. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Like this is this is almost like exactly what we see in our in our world as we watch the news and and even on social media as we see people that are angry and upset with other people and, it, and it's it's just really there. So Jesus has told us that these things are going to happen, and we can see in history as we look. In history that this is this has been happening and false prophets have gone out into the world in many different places so as we continue reading so I'm back in first John chapter 4 as we just kind of continue read here and it says by this you know the Spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God now this is incredibly important because now when we start looking at churches you know, churches that are in existence. Um, there are some churches that actually deny that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was fully God and that he actually came to die on the cross for our sins. And 
that we as humanity miss the mark of God's holiness. And in order for us to be with God, we actually have to accept this message of Jesus. And so there are a number of churches, and I'm not going to get into specific churches, but there's all kinds of teachings on the internet today uh, about Jesus and his divinity and whether he's really God or whether he wasn't God. And that is actually a sign to us for us to actually realize that all of that stuff is a, is a picture of the spirit of the Antichrist. And so uh, it just says, I'll just read this again so we let it sink in. It says, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And then he goes on to say this, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Underline this because I have this underlined in my Bible. It says, this is the spirit of the Antichrist. So, so clearly laid out here, do we see that every spirit or every ideology or every way of thinking or every um, ethos in an organization that does not confess that Jesus is from God is really the spirit of the Antichrist. He goes on to say, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. So, so Jesus has been telling his disciples about this, that there is the spirit of the Antichrist that's coming and he, he was telling them all along and we have records of Jesus teaching his disciples these things. And his disciples are saying, hey, this is, we see it, it is evident. And, and I'm saying, hey, if it was happening in John's day, it's even more evident in our day today. And we need to be wise to these things. We need to be able to actually see these little uh, signs that are in our world around us so that we actually see where the Antichrist is at work. So as he goes on, he says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. This should be good news to us. Number one, we see John speaking directly to God's people. And he's like, you are not going to be overcome by them, but you have overcome them. Them being plural, there's many of them. All of this, you see it, you're not being deceived by this, but you are uh, living in such a way that you are conquering them, not them conquering you, because this is the thing about the spirit of the Antichrist and the Antichrist in general, they wanna conquer God's people. We're gonna get into that and we're gonna see in scripture how uh, the Antichrist wants everyone to worship that Antichrist, that person. And that obviously defies worshiping God. It obviously goes against everything that the scriptures teach. And this Antichrist even sets themselves up as a God in the temple of God to be worshiped by everyone in the world. So as we understand what this spirit of the Antichrist is and the ultimate Antichrist that is coming at the end of the age, we just need to realize that uh, we are from God, we're God's children, and we've actually overcome the spirit of the Antichrist because of our belief and faith 
in Jesus. So let me just read here because there's another very important point here in verse 5 that I want to draw, draw our attention to. It says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And again, right here we see that those that are the children of God have God living inside of them, and so that's because we're able to overcome them. But he who is greater than who's in the world, and we have to ask this question, who is John referring to when he says, who is he that's greater than, than in this world? And that is Satan. So the Antichrist is very closely connected to Satan. And as we start to understand uh, this whole idea of the Antichrist, and you think of Satan being against Jesus, and Satan uh, tempted Jesus in the wilderness, and he wanted Jesus to bow down and worship him. Uh, he has been against uh, the children of God all along. And he wants that preeminence to be in this place of worship where God rightly deserves. But Satan has rebelled against God and wants that for himself. And so when we see this Antichrist, we need to realize that behind the Antichrist and behind everything that's in it is Satan, this uh, prince of this air, this prince of this world who wants to have people worship him instead of worship God. So let's just re keep reading here. So greater is he who is in the world. So they, speaking of the antichrist that have come, are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world and the world listens to them. I've had a lot of people recently talk to me and ask me questions about what's happening in our world. And people have said to me, well, can't people see what's actually happening? And the answer to that question is no. Unless you have eyes to see as God has opened your eyes to see the things of Scripture, to see the things that he has told us beforehand that are actually taking place and coming to pass as we as we watch our world un, un, unravel. No, you're not, you're not going to see the spirit of the Antichrist moving around. In fact, you may be totally under the influence of the spirit of the Antichrist. And so because of that, the world, and this is what I need to trumpet even louder, is the majority. The majority of the world is going to go in this direction underneath the influence of the spirit of the Antichrist. And that is setting up the stage for Christ's return. And what we need to realize is that this is not something that we can stop. Um, when it says, right here, when it says they're from the world and they speak from the world and the world listens to them, he's using the word, word world on purpose. He's talking about the world. He's talking about the majority of people on the planet Earth are going to go in the direction of the spirit of the Antichrist and want to follow this individual person who is the ultimate Antichrist that will be requiring people to worship him above God as we roll closer to the return of Christ. So this is... this. 
we shouldn't try, and this is the tension. Yes, we need to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, but we're not going to stop the Antichrist. We're not going to stop it from happening. It's going to happen, and it's going to be a majority of people around us. And so, yes, you may find that you are in the minority when you start talking about Jesus. So, yes, you may find that people around you look at you strangely and go, well, what are you talking about? Because I don't see anything. I think all of this stuff, uh, like a great reset and, and the, the whole idea of having a, a one world government with one person that's in charge of everything and everybody following along with this one person. This is a great idea. It's great for our economy. It's great. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. But in that, what we actually see is the stage being set for the Antichrist. And as Christians, we should not be afraid of this. We should actually look at this and go, wow, this is incredible. The scriptures that were written so long ago are being fulfilled right in our front of our eyes, right in our time period. And so know that God's word is true. Know that God has already given us eyes to see and ears to hear and to see these things because he's told us in his word ahead of time that these things are actually going to take place. So let's just continue on and continue on here. So we're in 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to continue reading in verse 6. It says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So basically what John is saying here, and this is John, this is a guy who, this is actually John, who was the beloved disciple of Jesus. So he rubbed shoulders with Jesus. He was taught by Jesus. And he's telling us today, and so this is like firsthand information. It's not like, you know, uh, someone else and someone else and someone else, you know, someone else told someone else and someone else told someone else. No, this is direct communication from John to us that this is actually how we recognize the spirit of truth versus recognizing the spirit of error. And in the world, we see this all kinds of error. We see all kinds of deception. And, and it's challenging to us. And what we really need to do is drill down into understanding who Jesus is and what Jesus represents and cling and hold fast to the truth about who Jesus is. Because in this world that we're living right now, there's going to be more and more opportunities for us to be deceived if we are listening to the spirit of the Antichrist. If we are listening to the majority of the world instead of listening to the scriptures and what God actually says in his word. So, um, Let's turn over to 2 John now, because as, so John has picked up this theme in, uh, in his first letter to the church, and now he's written a couple times about it in this letter, and then he writes another letter, uh, and in my Bible, it's just basically you turn over one more page, and, and you see this. So uh, in uh, verse 7, so there's, uh, sorry, verse 6, we'll start at verse 6. So... Second John, there's only one chapter, it's a very short letter. And remember, when they were writing these letters, they didn't have paper and typewriters like we did, you know, it was pretty manual, and they didn't even have paper off trees. They actually had parchment paper, which is quite different than uh, the kind of paper that we have today. So it was really precious. And so these letters were very much kept and, 
and protected, but they were also sometimes very short. So in this letter, this is what John writes. So he's writing to the church and he says, in verse six, he says, and this is love that we walk according to his commandments, speaking of Christ. This is the commandment, just as you've heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. He's talking about uh, loving one another. We really need to love one another right now. Then he says this in verse seven. He says, for many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is a deceiver and the antichrist. Again, he's reminding us that everyone who denies that Jesus has come in the flesh, Jesus being the Son of God, God himself coming in the flesh, is the Antichrist. So if we hear people talking to us and say, well, Jesus never came. God never came into this world. What are you talking about? That is the spirit of the Antichrist. And that is there to deceive and bring us to a place where we do not believe what God's word actually says and what God himself has said to us about Jesus. And Jesus showing and displaying that he is God by conquering death, by rising from the grave, and having power over death and sin and sickness and disease and all of these things, angelic beings and all of these things, God is ultimately all over. And so when people are denying that Jesus is God's son and that he actually came and lived among us in this world, that's deception. That is the Antichrist, and it's the spirit of the Antichrist. And that is the foundational piece of seeing the Antichrist in our world. And this is actually one of the signs that let us know that people are Antichrist when they actually deny Jesus. And deny that Jesus is God and was the Son of God who lived here on this earth. So as we continue on reading here, this is another, there's another really important thing that he says here in verse 8. He says, watch, you know, watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. You see, there needs to be a watching in the hearts and minds of God's people as we roll closer to the return of Christ. Because we know from other places in scripture that the deception grows great at that time. And it actually says that unless these days would be shortened, even the very elect of God would be deceived and fall away. That is concerning. So if there's anything that we need to do in these days that we find ourselves living in is to be sure about what we believe, but also to be discerning and recognizing the deception that is in the world and not being surprised that the majority of people are not going in that direction or that they are 
majority of people are totally going after the Antichrist, and that's going to happen. And we're told in Scripture it's going to happen. We're going to look at some of the prophecies uh, in the coming weeks about, about some of these things. But, but today, I really wanted to just sort of lay out for us this spirit of the Antichrist and how it manifests itself. And what we need to realize is that there, there's a spirit, which is a, a way of thinking, that blankets over all of the world that is anti-Christ. We have uh, many who have come already and uh, take this place and position of anti-Christ uh, ideology and thinking. But we also see in scripture that there is a, the, the, the one anti-Christ that is yet to come that will set themselves up to be worshiped by the world. And in that, they will negate all other religions and they will, there will only be this one world religion and they will be the deity or the God uh, that is to be worshipped in that place. And so as we, as we just start to unpack these things, uh, hopefully we can actually see these things before us being played out. So I just want to recap some of the signs uh, as that we've been talking about today. So this is sort of the Coles Notes version of, of what we, we've been talking about today. Um, so oh, oh, before we do that, let me just mention, and you can do some of your own research on this too, because I think this is just good to, any, a quick Google search, can, you can find some of this information. And if you, you need more specific information, I can give you some theological commentaries that talk to some of this. So I, I've been mentioning that there's been many uh, deceivers in history, and, and, and John... Uh, alludes to it here too. Uh, so some of these people that he's speaking of, it, so currently as John is writing this, he's, he's directly speaking of Nero. So Nero was a person, a leader of Rome in the time period that John actually lived. And he saw this. And so the people that were reading this could identify very much so with this. Um, Throughout church history, there has been branches of the church that have sort of broken off and gone their own way and denied the scriptures, denied uh, who Jesus is, and uh, different pastors have done that, uh, different leaders in the church have done that, and, and, and all of those things uh, point to the Antichrist. Um, at one point in history, uh, during the Reformation, uh, during that time period, uh, a lot of people uh, believed and saw uh, in the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church, uh, the Antichrist, and him being in that position as he as he was, uh, saying things and doing things that sounded exactly like the Antichrist. In more recent history, we've got uh, historical evidence about Adolf Hitler, and uh, Adolf Hitler being that person who uh, embodied the spirit of the Antichrist and even saw himself as a deity uh, to be worshipped. And we can actually go even more than that because there's been all kinds of movements uh, in the world, whether it's other world religions, that actually deny Jesus as the Christ. Um, Islam is one of those uh, world religions that does deny, and they're very outspoken about the denying the divinity of who Jesus is. And so there, there's all of these different uh, movements. And sometimes we... If we say this out loud, is this okay? You know, well, we need to realize that these things are real. 
and uh, sort of just saying it and, and talking about the deception that's there, uh, hopefully will open our eyes to see this very clearly uh, and, and how these things are in the world around us. So where I started going with this is just sort of recapping Coles Notes versions of what we sort of talked about today. So the signs of who this uh, Antichrist will be, the coming Antichrist, or many that may come continually uh, through history, Number one, uh, they're very familiar with religion and they uh, understand worship and they understand all of the things about deities because that's a huge aspect about the Antichrist. The second one is that he denied. Uh, they deny Jesus coming in the flesh. They deny the work of the cross and what Christ has done on the cross. Um, but they also go even further to deny, deny the Father and, and say, uh, negative things about the about Father God, and that that those things are signs to us where people have really grabbed on to the spirit of uh, the Antichrist. And the other thing is about this: the other sign is that the majority of the world will listen to the Antichrist message, and there will be people that will want to go in this direction because it seems right to them, it seems good to them. Um, and they won't actually have uh, the wisdom and discernment of the scriptures of understanding Jesus or even having the spirit of God inside of their hearts to recognize these things. And the, the fifth sign is that there's this uh, lying deception that is centered around them. And so we're going to look at some of the places in scripture that talk about some of the, the miracles that this Antichrist will do. And, uh, and again, these are uh, there to deceive people. There will be lies and trickery. And so he's basically, uh, this, this antichrist is going to say one thing and do another. And uh, they're going to trick people into agreement of things and then sort of turn around and do different things. And this is incredibly important. Because if we think that something is right and true, and then we kind of get the rug pulled out from underneath us, and we realize, whoops, that wasn't right. Um, that's going to be uh, hard. It's going to be difficult for us. And so that's why we just need to be so discerning. And that's why the warning in all of this is for these signs, is for us to be watching, watching for these signs, to not be deceived, and to know the truth about what is actually happening in our world. So. I'm going to just sort of wrap things up for today because I know I've already given a ton of information about the Antichrist and we could keep talking about this, but I just want to give little bite sides to this. And uh, if you miss some things, you can come back and you can rewatch this and uh, just re-listen to some of the things that we've been talking about. But moving forward, so next Tuesday, 10 o'clock, coffee with Chris, grab your coffee, turn on your, your device, whatever, we're online, we're in a pandemic, here I am. Uh, all alone by myself talking to a computer screen, but I see all of you who have been gathering online and listening to this. So thank you for listening. Uh, but my hope and my prayer as we go through all of this Antichrist stuff is that we become believers who can actually see what God has foretold in the scriptures about what is going to happen, but also that we can look out into our world and that we can see these things happening in our world and not be deceived by it, but actually have the wisdom to properly 
deal with these things. So in the coming weeks, we're going to continue talking about the Antichrist on Tuesdays. Uh, on Thursdays, I'm actually doing something different called Conversations with Chris, a little bit more practical, and uh, we're talking about anxiety there. Uh, but on Tuesdays, we're going to be just talking about how we can recognize the Antichrist, what we see in Scripture, some of the characteristics of the Antichrist, the prophecy of the Old Testament, uh, how the imagery of the beast and the Antichrist and the lawless one all fit together as Paul and John and, and the apostles of the early church are writing these things for us to know and so that we can have a clear understanding in our own hearts and minds as we look towards this time when the Antichrist is the Antichrist and it's here asking us to worship them, him, all of the people, the beast, however we want to describe and uh, when these things are going to take place. So be encouraged today. Know that uh, because of the Spirit of God, you have not been overcome by these things as we've read, but that God himself causes us to overcome these things and to know these things. So if you've got some questions, type them on the screen. I'm going to pray for us, those of you that are listening, uh, and just uh, stay tuned as we continue to talk more about the spirit of the Antichrist in the weeks to come. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word is a light to us, that you open up our understanding to know the truth about the time that we live in, but also to fully understand the Antichrist. And uh, Lord, the spirit of the Antichrist has been working uh, for a long time. And there have been many who have actually come and been identified as being the uh, part of the Antichrist movement. But Lord, we know from your word that there's a time coming and that time is getting closer when uh, the Antichrist, the one last Antichrist, is going to manifest themselves and uh, set themselves up as God, want people to worship them and bring peace and safety into a world that is in utter chaos. So God, I pray that we would not be deceived by these things, but that we would actually know these things and that we would not receive the mark of the beast that is so much connected with the Antichrist, but that we would actually worship you and know the truth about you and that we would stay firm and follow you as we follow Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So Lord, open our eyes to see the deception that's there, but to not be deceived by it and to watch and wait for your return. May the desire for your return be even greater in our hearts today. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, great to be with all of you and uh, look forward to continue talking about this spirit of the Antichrist in the weeks to come. God bless. We'll see you again.